Welcome to Rumiki Talks podcast. I'm your host, Konstantin Starodetsky. This is a space where I interview professionals from the entertainment industry and discuss popular film-related topics with my co-host and producing partner, Romana Dinevska. Our goal is to help and motivate aspiring filmmakers to get their films made. Enjoy. Hi, guys. Today we're going to talk about lessons we learned from set. And this is a special edition uh, because both of us, unfortunately, got COVID um, virus. So we're our voice is a little bit affected, but we must stay on schedule and release new episodes every Friday. So especially for you guys, we're doing this episode. And this is one of the things that always comes up. What can I do better on the next film set? What can I improve upon? In other words, how can I make the filmmaking experience better than it was on the previous set. So here are the lessons that I learned from my set and also you'll hear lessons that Rumen learned from working on her sets. So here we go, the first one. This is the lesson that I learned early on and it's feeding your crew. Don't let anyone be hungry on your set, especially if you don't have a lot of budget for a movie because that's the third thing that messes up everything. People start gossiping, they start working less and without enthusiasm because they're not fed. And it's a human thing to do, to feed your crew. It's, you know, very important part of the process. But on a lot of productions, people don't do it. And uh, if you miss the time, that would happen to me. So if you miss the proper the appropriate time to, to feed your crew, they also can get angry and make mistakes uh, later on. So you always want to find a way to feed your crew and feed it on time. And ideally with something, you know, normal, not like pizza or burgers, but something healthy, at least Thai food. That's a great option. And in fact, I found one Thai catering company, all-in-one woman, and she has been great. And the next movie that I'll be working on, I'll definitely gonna call her again and see if she's available. Narumkim. What's your lesson that you learned from Seth? One lesson that I learned is to try not to control too many things and not to do too many things, especially if you're a director of the project. I mean, of course, as a director, you want to be in charge of everything and you want to oversee everything and make sure that everything goes well. But when time comes, it's the best to delegate things to the people that you hired and make sure you have the crew you need hired to help you out with, you know, behind the scenes stuff and production stuff. So when you're on set, you can only focus on your script and focus on working with your actors. And you don't have to think about whether someone picked up the food, whether someone picked up the props or someone picked up uh, the cables, uh, whatever it is because you don't need that on the day. I mean, I'm sure things will come up where people will need your decisions and things, but that's why it's better to prepare prior to the shoot where all the things that could come up on set, like all the little problems are predicted beforehand and figured out beforehand so you can focus on directing (laughs) instead of all the logistics on the set. But I understand how it's really difficult, especially if you're a student filmmaker or it's like an independent uh, production and uh, you don't have a lot of crew. 
a lot of the times as directors take on so many things and sometimes it can be really uh, hurtful <laughs> to to the to your shoot and to your directing um so if you can really try to delegate things and hire the best people for the work that that's my advice what is another mistake you have come across one of the biggest mistakes especially on student films that people make is not doing a proper call sheet i'm not gonna go in all of the details but one of the most important thing that people need to know on the call sheet apart from the time that they need to arrive is where they're going to park their car and i'm talking specifically about <laughs> los angeles it's essential for your team to come up with a parking for the for the for the production because the last thing you want to do is wait until someone searches and finds parking where you need to pay like $40 per hour and in the meantime you lost 3 hours while they were searching for it always have a clear parking location and make sure it's either paid by the by your production or you write exactly how much it is so that your cast and crew will pay themselves and then you reimburse them that because it's just psychologically so important for every member of your crew to know where they're going to arrive. So they're not going to be stressed this morning. So they're not going to, again, make mistakes on set. And the actors won't be stressed uh, in terms of like their lines and uh, character. The, it's just the thing that he, it's so easy to avoid. And many people forget that. And they let people to find their own parking. But... The only person who loses is you, a creator, filmmaker, producer of the film, because you don't want lost hours that you spend $2,000 per day for a location, or you don't want lost hours in terms of, you know, making film, making shots, and going down your shot list. So find parking, exact location, the prices, if needed, pay for it, and let everyone on your crew know in the call shit thank you now what's next Trumki? one mistake is not casting the right people or just not investing enough enough time in your casting process and settling for less if you or just not the right people um so i see that a lot in like um in the like student projects or independent projects where it's clearly not the right cast and you have to you have a deadline and you have to cast you know based on that deadline so you end up casting the wrong people for the project and then it just doesn't work out because you need that's you know the main your main tool for the movie to be good and for your story to be successful and um, be the way you have imagined it but when you cast the wrong people I'm not going to say good or bad actors, but just the wrong type of cast for the story. <laughs> then the project hurts. Yeah, that's one mistake. Another important lesson that I learned for myself while working on films, especially when it's like two-day shoot, is to avoid company moves at all costs. Don't try to go and film two different locations in one day or even in in two days. Or if you're doing it in two days, make sure first day is one location and second day is another location. And it's not like you're going from one location to another within one day. 
that's a huge lesson that I learned because not just on my sets but on on other sets where I've been working while I was at film school is just such a time waste because it takes so much time for everyone to wrap their things and leave and then arrive to a new place and unwrap all their things it's a lot of time waste and you want to avoid that during the day unless you have a lot of money in your budget but in general it makes sense to have one location or at least like with the same vicinity when you don't have to move anywhere like a big set with different stages so when you plan your shoot and when you write your screenplay try to make as little locations as possible or be creative in terms of how you can make different locations within one location so you don't have to do the company move within one day try to avoid company moves at all costs especially on low budget you don't need that addition to your stress levels on set so <laughs> avoid company moves as much as possible so Rumki, what is what's the last one that you have for today well, the last one, and this one should be really obvious, but it somehow isn't because people still do this, is being late on set. Especially if you're the director, it's so bad. It's like so wrong. Like seriously, you've lost your respect from your crew right away. And I've had that where we had to wait for a director for two hours and we're just setting up a shot with the director not being there which is also weird because they need to be there to see what we're setting up for and if they like it or not and uh so that's like a major thing but it's also it's the same for any crew if you're a crew member or if you're an actor try to be there early don't be late don't make people depend on you time is money and no one will tolerate that especially like on larger productions and professional productions like no one will tolerate you being late on set especially if you're a director i you know i personally have a problem with being punctual and it's something that i struggle with in my life but like on set i really try to be there early um even though being on time is not right <laughs> you should be early especially if you're a director i think um definitely try to be there early trust me you're not the uh you're a pretty punctual person in my opinion there are a lot of people who are not so well thank you <laughs> and now i arrived at the obsession of the week category of this episode my obsession this week is a book that i'm listening that i rented from a library uh, la public library and it's called uh, Don't Make Me Pull Over by Richard Rote. And and this is incredible. This is the book, Don't Make Me Pull Over by Richard Rote. This book talks about pretty much the entire development of the American way of life by driving on the roads. It, it talks about how at some point in American history, it was a big thing to travel from one point to another. And while he talks about it, he just, he he tells the history about everything, how, why people started driving cars and how the appearance of the road affected the perception of, of their country that, oh, now everything is closer. Now we can drive across the country and how the 
entire culture of traveling by car with your family developed uh, starting from scratch pretty much and he talks in details about many things from the cars and their different models to how the roads were built to to different types of radio that were back then he talks in depth about anything that is related even remotely to traveling by car across america so highly recommend to check it out and now rumki what is your obsession well as you guys know we're both sick with covid right now and when you're sick the best thing you can have is chicken soup so i'm gonna <laughs> plug my own chicken soup recipe so that's my obsession of the week the chicken soup that i made this week it was so delicious yeah it's pretty good so, uh, i will yeah I, i can say the recipe really quickly i put some onions some celery some carrots some green onion um obviously chicken you can use raw chicken or even pre-cooked rotisserie chicken some chicken broth i also put some chickpeas and cilantro and it was really really good and yeah we we served that with a little bit of lemon so if you feel like cooking some chicken soup go ahead and do it or if you're sick i hope you're not <laughs> I highly recommend you make some, but that's it for today. Yeah, but that's my, but that was my obsession of the week. All right, guys, that was the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rumike Talks podcast. You can find the show notes at rumike.com. I'm your host, Konstantin Staradetsky. My producing partner, Rumena Dinevska. See ya.